this is what we were waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody here at the Traverse City Record Eagle, and especially in the sports department, was pulling for this match. I know that uh, Brett Summers certainly was. It is going to be Traverse City West versus Traverse City Central for the second year in a row. This time, it will be for a district championship. Last year, of course, it was in the pre-district matchup when uh, when Central won in a defensive battle 13-12. to uh, Brett, you were out at Frankfurt tonight. Before we get to that game, I want to get your take on uh, Central going in and upsetting. I would say it's an upset considering that Midland was coming in on an eight-game win streak. Um, how do you feel about what Central did tonight and then the matchup against West next week? Well, I'll get into the latter a little bit first. I mean, talk about raising the stakes, right? Uh you know, 20 years of Central and West uh, going at it uh, since the since Traverse City split into the two high schools, and uh, you know, last year the first playoff matchup between those schools uh, in history, and now the second, uh, but in in as you mentioned for a district title, so that's that's going to be crazy. Um, cr- crowd should rival the TC Patriot game, I would think. I would think so. I would hope so. And certainly should be another great contest. They seem to always be. And if this year's Patriot game, you know, shows anything, a, a two point, a two point difference. Yeah. Their last, craziness. their last, craziness their, should, their last three games have been by a, a difference of uh, five points last year in the TC Patriot game. It was 10 to eight. Then in the playoffs, it was 13 to 12. And then this year in the TC Patriot game, it was 29 to 27. Of course, that was on a late touchdown uh, by central when wet, you know, with West already in control of the game and, and they were going to win that one, but it was still in the end, a close game. Brett, I want to throw some numbers at you right here uh, from Tobin Schwanke. We've talked about him in a lot, he had a big night, 21 carries, 107, uh, 117 yards. He also had a 30 uh, 30-yard run for a touchdown, and he threw for 116 or uh, I'm sorry, 106 yards and one touchdown. He did, however, have two interceptions. This this kid seems to be really coming on late in the season. Uh, what do you think of him? Yeah, he's uh, he's been really impressive, and uh, you know the two interceptions. They don't necessarily worry me. I'm just a little surprised that he had them because he's been relatively clean all season long. Uh, but as you mentioned, Midland, 8-1 and one team, eight wins in a row, the number one seed in this district. Central goes on the road and uh, upsets them. Uh, they led 21 nothing at one point. Uh, when I saw that score from Frankfurt, I was just like, wow, okay. They came, they came ready. They came to play. And uh, Coach Sugars, even though I wasn't in the office running down that game, uh, he did give me a call, and he said really it was a couple of costly turnovers late in the fourth quarter uh, that gave Midland a short field for their first score. Then they kicked an onside kick and recovered it and scored again. Uh, That kind of got them back into it. But, yeah, Schwanke's just been week in and week out of late extremely consistent the 100 plus yards rushing the 100 plus yards passing putting up the touchdowns um i think he's get, just getting more and more comfortable as the season goes on being in that uh that fo- being the focal point of that offense now i'm gonna have to call you out on something right now and you're probably not going to be too happy about it but you did pick 
West uh, and Midland Dow. That was going to be your upset special. You picked that on seven and four is uh, Jimmy John's Corner. I don't really want to give them a plug, but uh, you know I kind of have to bring that up. They weren't even close to being upset tonight. They won forty nine to nineteen, and we're back to that team that we saw in weeks one through eight. They had that deflating twenty four to nine loss to Coldwater, ending their hopes for a nine and zero season. Um, but like I said, they were steady, methodical. They had a rushing game that went for 350 yards. Eric Labonte rushed for 124 and three touchdowns on nine carries. Pulowski was good. And, and Josh Dean, he picked up uh, the yards that Andrew Campbell was usually putting up. He had a, a 47-yard touchdown and uh, finished with 61 yards. Were you, I mean, you said you were expecting an upset. Did you expect West to come out like this? Well, let's let's straighten the record out a little bit. They, that was my upset alert. That uh, I didn't. I did, well, that didn't mean I was picking Midland Dow to win this game. Uh, I believe I prefaced that upset alert by saying West is the better team. West should win this game, but I was concerned about them coming in. No concern pretty early on in this one, or, or any concern that was there evaporated pretty quickly. Uh, and I mean, I, that's exactly what West needed to do. They needed to come out, take control right away and show, you know, not only to people on the outside, but if there was any doubt within that last week was a hiccup and they were over it and ready to go. Um, and so, you know, kudos to them. I mean, Dow is a seven win team. They, uh, they hung with, with Midland in week nine now, granted, Midland was a team that West steamrolled, but that was week one, and you know everybody was kind of wondering, like, okay, what what was the deal with Midland in week one? Were they just not ready for the season to kick off, or is there a game-winning streak immaterial uh, just because West is that much better? Um, kudos to the Titans. They, they took care of business. They avoided any kind of upset. They never let it get to that to a, a point where it could have been one and uh and now you're playing for some hardware against your rivals so uh it's a it's a new, it's a new week i mean really nothing nothing now even really seems like it matters just because of how incredible this matchup is going to be next week and everything that that is on the line with it i'm going to put you on the spot again prediction for next week are we looking at uh another uh, you know, game with some offense like we saw in the first week, or do we think this is going to be another defensive battle in both of the games that we saw last year? No, I think it's going to be another. Uh, I think we're going to see some scoring again this time. You know, the consistency that Central has shown over the course of the season, including against some good teams, uh, some really good teams that that they lost to, but they still put up numbers. Uh, they put up numbers against West already this year, so I I don't see a difference there. And and I think West, you know, kind of reestablished itself offensively this week. So I, I expect it to be a numbers filled game, which will make it not that I, you know, to say a defensive battle wouldn't be fun to watch. But uh, you know, if you're talking about going back and forth into the 20s and 30s next week, that would be pretty incredible. Um, as far as a prediction on, you know, who's going to win, I'm going to save that one for a little later in the week. It'll come, but I'm not going to give it tonight. That's a smart move, my friend. Uh, a couple more things that I want to go over in that game. Uh, Sam DeKuyper did what I, I said he needed to do in, in our uh, 
podcast from Tuesday. He was 5 for 7 for 71 yards and two touchdowns, uh, both of those to Ryan Hayes, one from nine yards He probably out. heard you. He said, you know, Brendan, Brendan said I need to play well, so I probably should. Cool. I'm taking credit for that if you're going to give it to me. He also, uh, the, the two touchdowns, both to Hayes, like I said, nine yards and 20 yards. Uh, the 20-yard one was just a beautiful pass where it floated over the defender's helmet and right into Hayes' arms. It was really nice. Uh, he also had no interceptions, which was which was big. This playoff win is just the second in the program's history. West's last postseason victory came in 2004. That was a 27-23 decision over East Kentwood. Uh, West lost the following week to Rockford, which we all know has been a thorn in the side of the Titans for the better part of a decade, ending their season seven times, and that includes 2004. So West is going to go back to Thurlby next week. The Titans will host the Trojans, which is a switch from last year's playoff meeting when Central played host, and like I said, won 13-12. Brett, let's move on to the game that you covered tonight. You saw Griffin Kelly get 22 carries. So how nice was that to see him you know, not be uh, shackled, like you said, by Stapleton? <laughs> well, you know, interesting about that, something that I found out tonight, there have been two games this season where Griffin benched himself. Yeah, and it wasn't I read Stapleton. that. I was so surprised. Yeah. It was not Stapleton calling off the dogs. It was Griffin Kelly being completely unselfish and coming to the sideline and saying, you guys don't need me out there anymore. Let the other guys play, which that's uh, that's pretty incredible. That's uh, humble. Yeah. Com- yeah, coming from a high school kid who, I mean, he could be – putting up numbers like nobody's ever seen if he wanted to. And uh, not to say that he doesn't want to, but he just he knows the, the team is more important than that, and uh, he's willing to, willing to sacrifice that. So that was, that's pretty crazy and uh, impressive and a lot of other things for, for Griffin uh, to do. But, yeah, tonight, um, just absurd the uh you know he had over 120 yards rushing on just the four carries that reached the end zone right and 257 <laughs> overall and i think he had five scores overall correct yeah five yeah his yeah his first touchdown was actually through the air on a 16 yard screen pass from kirk myers uh that was actually third and goal from the 16 yard line uh that that was the first score of the ball game and um, things things started out poorly for Newberry from the beginning. They uh, well, I shouldn't say that they won the coin toss and elected to receive. They oh, thought that, that's that was a win. A, that's a win right there. They they thought that was a positive, except then they muffed the opening kickoff, and I forget who was returning the ball, but he tried to get away and run backwards from Frankfurt's kick team and. They ended up starting off on the opening possession, first down and 10 from the one-yard line. And the Frankfurt defense forced them to go three and out, punt from the end zone, and they started their first offensive possession from Newberry's 23 and quickly scored. I want to go back to Kelly uh, just real quick. Uh, Another telling thing about his character was how much credit he was giving to his offensive line. Uh, talking to him after the game, did you kind of get that humility from him? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, the the offensive line was the first thing uh, you know that he mentioned, and he said, you know, it's uh, he, he talked about how much he loves running behind those guys, 
and he said flat out he's like you know i i get all the credit but they do all the hard work you know he pretty much said anybody could line up back here and have have lanes to run through and uh that actually was on display tonight uh you know when kelly did come out of the game you had uh xander stockdale rip off a 60-yard run in the fourth quarter uh, on what i think may have been his only carry of the game Connor Smith had a 30-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Peyton Schindler came in and played quarterback and uh, had a couple of nice runs. Uh, and so, I mean, the ground game was working for everybody. I think 447 rushing yards for the team and over 500 yards of offense because I believe Kirk Myers threw for 80 yards. So just a, an outstanding offensive performance. Uh, but it was really all the way around. Uh, Coach Stapleton, you know, I thought he was going to, I thought he was talking about Griffin's number when he, when I started talking to him and he said, you know what the big number was, I thought he meant how many yards Kelly rushed for, but it was actually the uh, the defensive number. They only gave up 124 yards of offense to Newberry. That's, and, where, my uh, next, that's where my next question comes from. That potent offense combined with that suffocating defense, does Frankfurt have enough to make a run to Ford Field? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you, you know, you talk once, could, should they reach a regional, which they'll, ha- they'll probably have to go through a 10-0 and uh, Gaylord-St. Mary team next week, um, but Gaylord-St. Mary plays tomorrow, so that's pending, but they, they, that seems the likely matchup. Um, so that wouldn't be easy, and you know they've run into Muskegon Catholic Central each of the last two years and uh, in regional title games and gone home empty-handed. So it's not like it's going to be an easy route to get there. But they seem to be a team that, since they uh, suffered that second-half meltdown against Glen Lake, that uh, they've got things figured out and they're headed in the right direction. And I know even though they did, you know, they lost to Muskegon Catholic Central in the in in the regular season this year and then as i said to glenn lake they believe that they can get there uh and you know if if griffin kelly can can run the ball granted he he may not be able to put up numbers like this all the way to a you know a state finals run but uh if he can have success on the ground um in some capacity then they've got a shot all right, uh, Brett, I want to thank you. I know that it's close to 1.30 in the morning right now, but I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to call in. Uh, go get some sleep. Hey, no trouble at all. We love our listeners. That we do, very much so. So, all right, you have a good night and get some sleep. All right, thanks a lot, man. We are joined now in the studio by Mr. James Cook. He is... He made his way back from Boyne City, and here we are sitting at uh, close to 1.30 and still talking football for some reason, but this is our job, and all three of us tend to love our job pretty much. James, you were out in Boyne City, and you saw a uh, maybe not a massive upset because, as we spoke about on uh, Tuesday's show, that Glen Lake certainly, with ex- uh, with its experience last year on their run to Ford Field, and then the loss in the state championship game, that they had the ex- the playoff experience to beat a Boyne City team that came on in there previously unbeaten at nine and zero. Yeah, um, and, and Jerry Andrews was talking about this after the game. He said that uh, that even the kids who didn't get to play necessarily in the in the playoff run last year 
got an extra five games or five weeks worth of practice. So almost essentially an extra half a season of, of experience and practice, you know, during the, the, the playoff run last year. Um, and, and you saw, I mean, they had at least three sophomores starting on that defense, which was really impressive today. Um, so there were some players that did not get that trip last year, but still managed to come out and play big in this game. Yeah, I mean, they were, would have been guys that were, were up on the varsity last year, but during the playoff run, maybe as freshmen or sophomores, but didn't play. They were probably just, you know, scout players and yeah. practice players and stuff like that. But uh, but they got that extra five weeks of practice, which, I mean, that's got to, that's invaluable. You know, coming into this game, I, you know, I thought this was probably one of the toughest one versus four matchups, maybe maybe even in the state. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, and, uh, and it, the thing that struck me is that, uh, you know, St. Francis, I think, got the easier draw as the two seed. Mm-hmm. If you're a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, you could almost say that maybe they threw that game against Boyne. <laughs> yeah, that's what they must have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think they didn't want to see Glenn Lake again? Um, no, I, I don't I mean, know. I'm not, we're not saying that they threw the game. That Believe me, we're not saying that. But... Were they happy it's that just, they didn't get Glenn Lake? It's very fortuitous that it turned out this way. Very. I like the vocabulary there, James. <laughs> um, I mean, if, I mean, facing Calumet in the first round is much different than facing either Boyne or Glen Lake. Um, and, you know, you got Calumet is a team that Glen Lake beat in the third round of the playoffs last year up in Calumet. But, uh, but that team is completely different this year. They lost 21 out of 22 starters and are, are a whole new different team um yeah, that i huge. that i think that st francis tomorrow will will handily beat i think yeah you know um and setting up the rematch with glenn lake what's great is that this podcast we're it's saturday morning right now so this podcast is going to be coming out at i think six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning so yeah we're uh less than 12 hours away right now from a kickoff at thurlby field between st francis and calumet unfortunately we cannot predict the future and tell you who's going to win that game, but I think both you and I, and if Brett was here, we'd be pretty confident that it would be St. Francis. Yeah, I think I can predict the future on that one. Okay. Well, yeah. Can you predict the lottery numbers for tomorrow or in a couple of days? I, I, I wish. Yeah. I wish. Um, and then you'll be in Elk Rapids tomorrow. That I will, yes. I'll be out there or um, later today, actually. So it's yeah. not, not tomorrow. It's now today. I think Elk Rapids has a good shot against Ishpeming Westwood. Uh, they've, you know, they're a surprising team this year, and we've talked about this. And, that, and people who listen to this from Elk Rapids probably have, are getting tired of me saying the surprising Elk Rapids team. At this point, they're not surprising anymore. What they're doing is they're they're coming in with a lot of experienced players um, who were young players and took their lumps, as, as we've said, and now they've got a chance to. Uh, win a game and move in for a district championship and, and you know and they get a, they get a home game um you know and which is which has got to be nice that's a nice a nice bonus for the the regular season that they had and uh, and hopefully i get i mean i think i think you're going to get to see a good game there i hope um i mean westwood has the better record but elk rapids got the home game on uh, by virtue of playoff points which means that Assuming that the playoff system points are uh, working the way they are means Elk Rapids played a tougher schedule than right. than, than Westwood did. 
All right, uh, we've got a few other games. We saw Central Lake roll to a 10-0 record in the Division I district in eight-player football. They defeated Misik 36-14. The Trojans, pretty much, they stuck to their game. They ran the ball and then ran it some more and then ran it again. They passed the ball two times for a total of four yards. But one of those passes was a touchdown to Skyler Spangler. So <laughs> Spangler was, a, I mean, he was a workhorse tonight. Uh, 28 times he rushed the ball. I mean, he's usually around 25 to 30 rushes a game. It seems like he had 198 yards and three touchdowns. Like I said, he also had that receiving touchdown. Grant Papnow, who is a, a large fella for a high school kid, he, you know, I've, I watched that kid run over some defenders uh, a couple weeks ago when I saw them play Onekama, and he did that again tonight. He had a dozen carries for 135 yards. Mortensen, the quarterback, added another 99 yards on 12 carries, and like I said, he did complete both passes for four yards. I don't know what the quarterback <laughs> rating on is on that. Is it a perfect quarterback rating? I mean, two for two for four yards and a touchdown? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, it's got to be close. Yeah, I would say so. For Misik, Ethan Humphreys had 91 passing yards. He also had 17 rushes for 134 yards and two touchdowns, which is impressive. Also on defense, he had 15 tackles. So that guy was all over the field, and he was doing his best to get the Bulldogs a win over Central Lake. But they they just ran into a team that they that, that Central Lake team doesn't want to lose, and they are having a lot of fun out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Reed City... Uh, absolutely demolished Grayling. Uh, I don't think we were expecting Grayling to be held to eight points based on the arm of Justin Nicholas, who was absolutely on fire coming into this game, having passed for nearly, I believe, 1,500 yards in the last three games. And yeah. how many touchdowns would that be? I think, what, 17 or 18? Yeah, right it, was, it was 15 in those two games alone because one was eight, one was seven. Okay, so then he had one the and week before, so he had 16 touchdowns in the last three weeks. Some quarterbacks don't throw for 16 touchdowns and 1,500 yards in the entire season. Or a, or a career, a two-year career on varsity. Yeah, there's that, too. Um, so, yeah, we saw a loss there. Yeah, I thought that would be a much closer game and based on the fact that Reed City's only loss of the season was to Montague, who runs up you know, pretty similar wide-open offense to Grayling. So I thought Grayling would would be in this game. Yeah. Uh, the only other game uh, in eight-man was Onekama taking care of Bel Air, 58-18. to uh, We've got some good matchups coming up here on Saturday, uh, and unfortunately we're not going to be able to talk about those right now, but we will certainly get to them on Tuesday's show, so make sure that you check back for that. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Around After Dark. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. It was nice to have Brett Summers on here via a phone call, and it was nice for James Cook to come back in the office from Boyne City when he could have just gone home and called in, but I appreciate him coming in here and, uh, and doing the job. So thanks once again. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Make sure you check out Tuesday, and we will see you later. Later.